0: they're pretty much having zero income. Zero income. All right, so today's article of the day is a little bit off the topic of real estate, um, off the topic of general New York City. It's a little bit more specific. Today's topic is about New York City theater. And I was going back and forth about taking um, a deeper look into this article about putting it on the show and you know i am very very passionate about new york city theater so i think that it's definitely something that is i'm willing to talk about on the show the title of the article is pulling rabbits out of a hat <laughs> how new york city theater survived covid or oh my God, how new york city theater survived covid or didn't um which is you know it's it's sad it's a sad title of an article it's it was written. It's at, or at least I'm seeing it in the Real Deal, which is a New York real estate news website. I reference it all the time. So, it's this article is a little unique. They talk about some personal stories, and there is one personal like story that I will share in this article. Um, it's about this one theater owner in Manhattan. This particular person that they're going to reference owns an off Broadway theater. So. For 33 years and more than 13,500 shows, actress Catherine Russell played a psychiatrist and suspected cold-blooded killer in an off-Broadway show. The show that they're referring to, for anybody who goes into theater, is Perfect Crime, so that's the show, taking just four sick days and setting a Guinness World Record for most theater performances as a character. So I follow New York New York City theater um, relatively closely i guess i would say like i do keep up with it but i didn't realize i've heard of i haven't seen the show particularly i've heard of this actress before um well she's more than an actress you know she's literally an industry leader at this point but i've heard of her before i've never seen the play particularly that is insane the whole guinness world record um thing is insane i mean taking four six days in a thirty three year span and playing the same character is just honestly the commitment level is just so unbelievable that I was just blown away by that. So I felt like I had to share it. So, um Catherine Russell, the same person, open reopened in April. So she reopened that show in April at a a limited capacity, but it could be a while before she can play character Margaret Thornbrent in front of a full house. Um and then the capacity that they're at, at least at the time of this article, um was about 50 percent. So I mean it is crazy. It's crazy to think about because you know you might have heard a lot obviously about uh, Broadway, about New York City theater, and what happened really to the industry. But I also do kind of think that in the media at least it's kind of overshadowed by the whole dining and eating um, really um, topic that has gone on just because that's more like a worldwide problem. You know obviously theater is huge in new york city huge in manhattan but in other cities across the world it's a part of uh, most cities but it's not it's not such a huge industry it's not known for that so i think dining as a whole has gotten all this media all this exposure and new york theaters have you know but it has but we're, we're not even remembering to think about like they literally dining was at least they were allowed to be open in some capacity in different ways almost everywhere across the country across the world right almost you know I'm, obviously there's exceptions in certain places but um uh, theater was not it was not even allowed to be open you know it was no like restaurant offer takeout offer meal kits and things like that no brought there for theater there's nothing there's there's literally nothing you could do you could produce content i guess like that's that's literally it and I just, I think that people have forgotten like about the theater industry and are like, oh my God, these people like literally were not having any income. There's there's pretty much no income that was being made at that time period, which is insane. So that actress um, in the off Broadway that I was just talking about, she said it's not economically feasible at all. Basically with operations right now, she's making no money. And she has sued the state and city over the restrictions you know and it, it's so tough because you hate hearing things like that but at the same time you're like i mean this woman is so dedicated to her craft for 33 years only in that one show you know obviously she was doing some type of performing arts before that um and it's incredible to think that after all this time you know she's playing this character for 33 years and so committed to what she's doing and her business as a whole and it was just shut down no you're not allowed to do this like your livelihood is gone for this year and you cannot in any way shape or form keep this going and obviously that hurts her livelihood as a person but it's also really 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 affecting the business as a whole so like it's scary to think that this is literally just putting people out of business and there's just nothing they can do about it so the day broadway closed was march 12 2020 2020 um, insane still insane to think about that you know like here we are this is being um recorded here in june of 2021 so i mean just talking a while now of course um so in 2019 broadway brought in 14.6 million people and sold wow this is really crazy sold 1.8 billion in tickets so that's that's insane the the ticket number like obviously the amount of people is insane too but like 1.8 billion honestly is a lot more than i thought Um, And that's just Broadway. So that's not, it doesn't seem like that's including off-Broadway shows or anything like that, which is really, really, really crazy. So an executive director from IndieSpace, and IndieSpace is an organization that helps independent theaters structure leases and find venues. I've never heard of them before, before this article, which is very interesting. seems like a very interesting um, organization here. So even one month or two months without income, is enough to put them completely over and them meaning theaters which is i mean yeah if you if you think about it like i said before like they're pretty much having zero income zero income that is enough to put so many businesses in so many different industries out of business you know it's insane to think about so the article goes on to say broadway and small theater owners are relying heavily on the $16 billion shuttered venue program set up by the Small Business Administration with federal pandemic funding to help music venues, live event spaces, theaters, and museums. So that's the exact program that the government has created for this exact issue that we're talking about right now. Um, the money was supposed to be released in April, so April of 2021 that we're in right now, but has yet to arrive as of when this article was written. Um, you know it's terrible it's terrible to see this because you know it's so hard because these businesses are waiting while meanwhile you know you have so many people getting unemployment which you know rightfully so because obviously this whole country there's just the whole pandemic has just affected everyone's livelihood as a whole so many people's um financial situations but what about their financial situations you know like this is kind of like the unemployment For them, you know, so like for the theaters itself to keep their business going. So like, it's crazy, you know, it's absolutely crazy how there is so much different ways to look about, to look at what has been happening with the pandemic. You know, you forget about these people, this person over here or this person over here and how their lives were affected, you know, so it just kind of puts light on the situation, honestly. Um, So the League of Independent Theaters, a nonprofit organization, lists that 14 theaters on its website that have closed because of COVID. So, I mean... And I think when they say closed, I'm pretty sure that they're referring to like permanently closed. Um, So it's wild, you know, I, me and Tom used to live in um, Midtown West during the pandemic. So Midtown West is essentially where the um, theater district is, you know. So we were obviously walking through that area almost every single day. And we, it's crazy, it was crazy, crazy to see how how abandoned it was, how sad it was, because it's such a lively, it's literally one of the most lively areas of Manhattan on a regular basis. And it was just, it was shuttered, literally. There was just nothing going on there. So that was incredibly sad to see. And um, we saw a lot of theaters that looked like they did permanently close down. It was hard to tell just because some of them, they kind of board up when they're temporarily closed, but it did look like they were permanently closed. I'm assuming that's some of the 14 here. And it's just really sad to see. I really hope that things turn around for the industry, and when um, Broadway and theaters in general in New York City come back fully in September, you know I really hope that things really start to turn around for them, and that I know it will. But I love to see people supporting that um, that industry because it really they need it, they need it right now, and I have such a special place in my heart for theater in New York City, so. There you go. Today's article of the day. You know, a little sad, but it's honestly the truth, and it's what's happening in Manhattan right now. So, there you go.